Welcome to the Veterinary Project Podcast, Episode 072. Welcome to the show created by vets featuring absolutely no pets. This is the Veterinary Project Podcast, hosted by Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light. Our resident veterinarians have swapped out their stethoscopes in favor of microphones to bring you the Veterinary Project Podcast, a show focused on real conversations aimed to connect this amazing profession full of remarkable people. Through the sharing of collective stories and wisdom and connecting over the many unique challenges we face, we invite you to join our community of veterinary professionals leading intentional lives. And now, here are the hosts of the Veterinary Project Podcast, Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light. Welcome back to the Veterinary Project. Dr. Michael Bug, Dr. Jonathan Light. You know it. We know it. How you doing, smiling guy over there? <laughs> Dude, what do we know, Jonathan? What do we know? We know that it is episode 72. We rocked out an awesome 2021. We're starting strong 2022 already. That's what I know. Okay, good. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but no, good to see you, man. Good start to the year. I like the energy. Agreed. And we've been cooped up for too many weeks with COVID, with cold, with all of that. We're not focusing on that part today. Today, we're focused on our physical bodies, which then affects our mental body. So pretty awesome. We've got Brad Posehn on again for a second year joining us. He is my strength and conditioning coach. He came to me through you, or I came to him through you in terms of your guys' former work in Saskatoon. This is a good chat. So catch up, but it also is very actionable is what I got out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I say it in the episode. I mean, Brad completely opened my eyes to a new way of, you know, working out or exercising or whatever we want to call it. Uh, for our listeners, he was on episode 21, which aired January 6, 2021. That was his first episode. And then this is kind of revisiting, uh, catching up with him. Yeah. And I think there's a, 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 for those that had not listened to, or perhaps even did listen to that last episode, because we have a lot of new listeners. Uh, there's some actionable items and we go into his background and history. And also, I think we finish off the episode really well in terms of talking about a lot of the group sports that are out there, whether it's CrossFit, F45, Orange Theory, there's a lot of those out there and, and he doesn't knock them, but he uses actionable insights into what you need to watch for and how best to uh, monitor your progress. Again, speaking to the specifics of how you're lifting, what you're lifting and when. Yeah. And I mean, and it's, it's much more than a lifting episode, even though we, we do talk about strength training. Um, I mean, for you and I, and likely for all of our audience, um, it's not like we're training for an elite level sporting performance. We're training for life. You know, for me, I, I turned 37 this year. Um, so old. I know. And I was joking with Brad, but before we hit record, I was like, Unfortunately, I'm embarrassed to admit that some mornings I wake up and just the act of sleeping has has some soreness to my body somewhere. And it's like, that's when you know, like, oh, man, age is creeping up. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that you can do mobility wise, strength wise to just feel good as you get older and keep your body feeling good. I agree with you. 
I agree with you, bud. I always used to pride and, and have some pride in, I was a goalie for years and years and being one of the most flexible people around. And I felt that really go away in the last two years. And it's a hit to the ego and it's a hit to the body because I have four and six year olds that I have to lift all the time right now and play around with. And it's, it's, uh, it is so key that I stay in shape or get in better shape. Yeah. And it gets harder as we get older, but that doesn't mean it's not possible. And it is, I don't know if this is maybe more prone for male ego, but that mobility piece, you know, is something that I think people should focus on more. I wish I had focused on it more in my twenties, you know, being flexible and staying, staying mobile is, is key. Well, during these, these last three weeks, even over the break, my daughter, she gave me even one of the biggest things. She's like, daddy, daddy, why do we do yoga every day? You're a yoga guy. And I'm like, I'm not a yoga guy. I don't like yoga at all, but it's a means to an end. And on YouTube, there's so many great yoga videos out there now that we even bought the mats over Christmas. It's just something just as you spoke about to try and keep that mobility at least flat in these times where we can't get out as much as we want to. Yeah, I've really... Yoga has really grown on me. I love it. Um, and I've even incorporated yoga into a bit of mindfulness as well, which yoga has always been. It's just, I'm late to the party on this, um, you know, but breathing exercises and that kind of clearing your mind and, and being present. It's pretty awesome. Yep. And you, you, you knock that ego down and that pride down and go, Hey, let's just go at it and see where you can go. Well, let's get into it. Great conversation to start off with. Uh, introduce you all to Brad Posehn on Instagram. You can find him at brad.posehn. He's a graduate of the College of Kinesiology at the University of Saskatchewan. He has spent the last 12 plus years training several athletes in the NHL, KHL, AHL, NLL, NCAA, as well as the national and provincial levels in various sports, such as volleyball, figure skating, football, lacrosse, swimming, and golf. Over the years, as owner of Absolute Performance Center in Calgary, Alberta, Brad has helped hundreds of individuals reach their goals through emphasizing proper movement patterns and catering programs to their sport and its specific demands from both a biochemical and physiological level in a positive, fun, and supportive environment. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Here we are with Brad Posehn. Brad, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. It is great to have you back on the show. Welcome to 2022. Hey, thanks guys for having me. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. There are some guests that may not have listened to our last episode with you in 2021. So bring us up to speed in Brad's life over the last year. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been an interesting year. Obviously, owning a gym um, with you know opening, closing, COVIDs, all that stuff. So it's been uh, some ups, some downs, but uh, we are open again and uh, and back at it. So it's good to be good to be open and talking to people and seeing people. Got that right. And being a member of your gym and watching you go through all the different iterations and evolutions of whether it was plastic between the sites or, yeah. you know, the different uh, processes for ventilation, it's been quite the journey you've undertaken. So, yeah, yeah no, it's been, uh, I mean, you learn stuff along the way about, you know, business and you learn stuff about COVID obviously and different precautions and what's going to work best. So it's been, uh, yeah, like you said, we've had plastic barriers. Now we've got, you know, HEPA air filters and, uh, and yeah, it's been, uh, 
it's been an interesting year to say the least. Completely. For those that don't get the opportunity like me to come get destroyed by you on a weekly basis, <laughs> <laughs> what is your role? And uh, tell us a little bit about what you do, because this is going to segue into our next part of the conversation. Well, obviously, I'm a, um, a strength and conditioning coach, and our gym has a little bit of a unique model, uh, I guess you can say. It's got two main components to it. Uh, the first one is a physio component. So we've actually got two physiotherapists who work in the gym. And our model, if people have injuries, so like Mike is kind of a, Mike, Mike's not a Band-Aid, but Mike gets injured a lot. Um, so if Mike was in Calgary, he would come in, do an assessment with our physio uh, the physio would kind of look at all of his injuries and where his deficiencies lie in terms of strength. And then we would then build that into the program from a strength training standpoint. Uh, so that can actually go through your physio benefits, which is great uh, because you're kind of getting the best of both uh, worlds. You're getting a rehab expert looking at you. And then we work to strengthen and help bring those deficiencies back up to where they should be so that you're not going to re-injure yourself. And then the second one is just what uh, is just what you do, Jonathan. You just come in and your goal is... You know, essentially, I want to not training for anything particular. I just want to look good naked and I want to feel better about myself. And and then, yeah, we we kick your ass and make you strong and uh, and take you through the workout. Yeah. So let's get into that a little bit, because I think Mike brought that up in our pre-recording conversation. You know, he specifically asked me, what are you training for? And right now I'm not training for anything. Yeah. And yet it matters a lot. And I think it's really come through through in 2021 of spending extra time, extra mm-hmm. money to reach outside. And Candace and I are lucky. We have a home gym. I could literally do anything majority I want at home on my own. We are, we are blessed that way on so many levels. And yet I still reach out to an individual like you to kick my ass on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Why do you recommend people do that, especially as we're coming into 2022 here, Brad? Well, I think if it's like anything, if you if you're new to something and you don't know what you're doing, then you should find somebody to help you with that. So, like uh, I think the example I used last year was, there's a ballet studio right next to me, and if I wanted to learn ballet, you know, I'm just not going to go try ballet on my own. It's not going to be um, it's not going to be pretty, obviously. Um, so it's just somebody that you hire to to help uh, make your journey more efficient. I guess would be the easiest way to say it. Uh, and just to help uh, smooth those bumps along the road that you're going to encounter. Yeah, that's great. And of your clients, rough percentage, how many of them do you think have a specific goal or a sport, et cetera, that they're training for compared to those like me that are really trying to stay as forward and progressive as possible without falling backwards into dad bod territory? <laughs> um yeah, I would say it's probably about a half and half. Like a lot of people um, now are focusing on their mental health and they're finding that if they're working out and being active, they feel better. Obviously, with the last you know 18 months to two years, it's been uh, different stressors for a lot of people with with various things, whether it be, you know, their finances, their business, their, you know, they can't see their family or friends as much. Um, they just find that getting into a gym, moving their body helps them feel better. So I would say that a lot of people are just there just to just to feel better. Like same with you. You don't have a goal. You're just training for life and, and to make everyday life easier and feel better. And then, yeah, the other half or a lot of them are injury related. Um, so, again, that's where our physio model kind of comes in, where we've got people with, you know, torn ACLs who are rehabbing surgeries. Um, and then we've got also professional athletes, Olympic athletes. 
uh, and then younger, younger athletes as well. So it's really a mixed bag of, of, you know, people like Mike and, and Olympic level athletes, not saying you're not an athlete, Mike. <laughs> no offense. No offense, Mike. So in seeing that degree of variety in your gym, Brad, and in your business from a physiotherapist standpoint, uh, 2022, even for those like myself that don't have specific goals in terms of fitness, is there a difference between those that start off strong and then disappear compared to those that you see week in, week out? Uh, I think having a set goal does help. Like it, it's something that you are, um, you are shooting for. But I think the biggest thing is if people don't, like if people don't enjoy lifting weights and if people don't enjoy working out they're they're probably not gonna, you know, stick with it. And that's with anything. Like if you, if you try something new and you don't like it, you're not going to stick with it. But the great news about, um, you know, humans is we can move our body in so many different ways, whether it be just going outside for a walk or Pilates or, you know, running, rock climbing, hiking, whatever it is to move your body. There's so many different modalities that people do enjoy. And, and uh, the key is just finding one that you enjoy and, and that'll give you better consistency with it. Love it. That's a great answer. Yeah. in this day and age where again, for well, all three of us right now, we're in the minus twenties for oh, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. It's cold and it gets mentally taxing and we're into yeah. the lowest light point of the year. There's COVID, all the rest. Like we can use every single example possible as to why we should not be moving our body. Yeah. Um, 2020, 2022, as with every year, you know, we're all getting a little bit older. It's going, what can you do to maintain that health and not just sit on your butt the whole time? Yeah. And I think that was kind of one of the silver linings of, of the last, you know, 18 months to two years is, um, you know, people are bike shops are selling out of bikes. Um, when you go on hikes out in the mountains here, they are insanely busy and a lot of families are going on hikes with their kids now. So it is, it was limited in terms of what we could do, obviously indoors in like a, in a group training setting, but that also gave people other avenues to explore that maybe they wouldn't normally explore, explore. So, um, you know, my mountain biking, um, hiking, anything outdoors, swimming, whatever it want to be, uh, that's really seen a big uptick golf. Um, has seen a huge uptick in terms of participation and that's great. So um, I, there's a silver lining to anything. And I think this, with this COVID, that's probably it. Excellent. Would love your expert opinion on a couple of things, putting you on the spot. Cause we didn't even talk about this in pre-recording. It's the beauty of being on a podcast. Just throw it right in there. All right. Those that uh, want to get in shape, let's say they're out. They've, they've not been able to get to the gym. They've got family, you know, veterinarians are working long hours, veterinary professionals. Is there a minimum that you feel that people need to be engaged physical activity and or strength training, cardio, et cetera, in order to really start moving the needle? I think it really depends on where you're starting from. Um, so if you're obviously very deconditioned and you haven't done anything for a while, then any little bit helps. Uh, a 10 minute walk, a 15 minute workout at home, whatever it might be. Um, just basically starting to move your body is going to help. And then if you've got somebody who, you know, is used to working out, so I'll use my fiance, for example, she's, she works out more than most. She's 10 to 15 workouts a week in various modalities, you know, spin, boxing, um, hiking, working outs, um, anything really. Um, so for her, if she, if she wants to move the needle then she's going to have to up the intensity a little bit. 
Um, but for somebody who is very deconditioned, then, then it's going to require a little bit less. But the goal is to move your body every day. Uh, if you can do, if you're deconditioned, if you can move 10 to 15, 20 minutes a day, that's a great start. And obviously, as you, as you get better and you become more conditioned, then you need to either ramp up the intensity or the volume or both. Uh, and as you are more conditioned like you guys are, then, then once a week, twice a week probably isn't going to be enough um, to get you to what your goals are. Nice. That might be the nicest compliment he's ever given me, Mike. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, if I'm hearing correctly, of course, those that have been out for a little bit, get moving. All yeah. of us have to be moving on a daily basis. Those Absolutely. that are in the middle, uh, where do you find, uh, from your experience, people drop off? Where do after you find like a that certain amount of months? After they start, yeah. Um, usually like three to four months, I would say. Um, it kind of goes in cycles too. Like last summer was the first time that people could kind of, you know, get out and move around and, and explore. So summer at the gym was a lot quieter than it than it normally is with, with people coming in. Um, so I think it really kind of depends and it needs a little bit more context in terms of what's going on with, with COVID, obviously. But generally, with, without COVID, I would say three to four months is kind of where people would um, start falling off a little bit. That's interesting. We're going to take that further in terms of people might not see the difference physically and yeah, yeah, like you need mentally. a good 12 to 16 weeks minimum to see some body changes. So kind of the rule of thumb is after six to eight weeks, other people are going to notice uh, on you. And then for yourself, it usually takes about 12 to 16 weeks for you to see some results visibly in the mirror yourself. Unless you're doing something very drastic, which I don't think people should normally do. Um, it's going to take some time and it's going to take some patience and it's going to take some consistency to to see those results that you want. This isn't... Um, this isn't a quick fix. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, my, my wife listened to that, listened to our episode last year. And I think, you know, the two day bot or, or, you know, wanted to make, or the Amazon body. There we go. Amazon, oh yeah. Amazon prime. Amazon yes. body. She brought that up actually. Not Amazon prime. Ago. It's not two days. You can get whatever you want. It's, it's a process. Yeah. That's it. Uh, do you recommend, uh, for your clients for journaling, taking progress photos, anything like that? If they want to, yeah, absolutely. Like we, I kind of shy away from the weights, uh, the weight scale. Um, to me, you know, we're lifting weights, we're getting stronger. Some people actually might even, especially females, will gain weight. Um, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. So if you are going to, um, if you don't want to measure yourself, if you want to take pictures, the easiest way to do it is just your clothing. Um, how do your jeans fit? How do your shirts fit? And that's just a really good indication of your body actually changing as opposed to just what the number on the weight scale is. Because that ultimately, it doesn't matter. Like I know people have weight goals with everything. And if you are, you know, um, if you are focused on that, that's fine. But just know that there are better measurements, I guess you could look at as opposed to um, finding results as opposed to being frustrated by a weight scale. Uh, if it's not going down, but you are gaining muscle. So uh, it's taking the the number with a grain of salt, I should say. Brad, I just want to jump in a tangent on this because I've heard you talk about one of the fears some people can have is if I lift weights, I'm just going to bulk up and, you know, and, and that will deter them from lifting weights. Yeah. So maybe just touch on that because I feel like that's that's quite a myth 
really yes big myth especially like in the female realm and i do think that's changing and one trend that i that has been changing over the course of the last i would say five to ten years is that more more women are lifting weights which is great um you know they're getting stronger they're gaining muscle they're feeling more confident which is awesome and now there's less of a focus on or less understanding of like oh i'm gonna lift weights twice a week and i'm gonna turn into the hulk's twin sister um, so number one, most females don't eat enough calories to gain that muscle mass. Uh, number two, women don't produce testosterone the same way that men do, uh, in terms of building that muscle mass. So I think there's that extreme where, where people look at, you know, the bodybuilding realm and the women and they're like, well, I want, I don't want to look like that. It's like, well, they work out seven times a week, two to three hours in the gym, eating a ton of calories. Every single gram is measured and they, they monitor their, their intake. Uh, so that's an extreme level of results and lifting weights heavy twice, three times a week is not going to do anything close to that. Yeah. Brad, I want to, let's take that even a little bit deeper and more specific, uh, training or lifting weights while pregnant. Yeah. What are your, yeah, so what are your thoughts on that? Or just, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts? It's yeah, it's an integral part of it. And I think um, now again, like uh, another trend that you see is more women are seeing pelvic floor specialists. And that wasn't a thing that happened, you know, 10 years ago. And, and you have, you know, I have a lot of clients that didn't see one and they still have issues with, you know, peeing their pants, essentially, um, when they go on a trampoline or when they go for a run. Um, so we actually have a program with one of our physios. She's a pelvic floor specialist and same model. So she'll do an assessment. She'll do uh, an internal exam and, and figure out kind of what's going on. Uh, and then Sydney, the, the trainer that works alongside me, uh, the two of them kind of teach a class together about um, certain cueing and breathing and, and still lifting weights, like still lifting heavy and listening to your body. Because really with pregnancy, um, if you want to look at it as a blanket statement, I guess, you don't really need to change anything until I would say the third trimester. So your first two trimesters, you can still lift heavy. Um, you can still do all the things that you want to do. Um, but I would still say go see a pelvic floor physio um, to get kind of modifications if you need any, because there are certain people that, that shouldn't be doing that. And that's a rare occurrence, but um, it's good just to go get that check to see what is going on with your body. Um, cause your body is obviously going to change, um, throughout this entire process. Um, but it's a, it's a really good model that teaches women how to work out while pregnant, um, while providing them education on what it's going to be like, um, when they work out and how they feel after. Good answer. Brad, is there any particular areas sticking on the front of women where you direct them as compared to Mike and I from a goals and or, or nutrition, or is there a difference there in terms of where you send people or is it all? Uh, well, like we've got Ashley, so she, that's, that's her area of expertise. Um, so I go, that's obviously not my area. And that's kind of the good thing about having a team around you like that. Um, so the other physio that we work with, Sonny, he kind of specializes in more um, chronic pain. Um, so we've got, I've got a lot of clients who are just constantly in pain and who are deconditioned. Um, so it really depends on what, what they need. And that's the good thing about not being a know-it-all about everything in terms of like nutrition and, and strength training and rehab and, and whatever else it is. It's my job is to make people stronger and make them feel better. And that's it. And that's where we kind of hone in on that specific skill. And then we let everybody else do what they're good at. And that's what makes it work. Excellent. 
And even in this conversation, I love how you use the word, uh, the term deconditioned mm -hmm. that feels and works a lot better and, and is a lot softer in approach than saying, Hey, you're shit out of shape and you yeah. need to get back at it again. That's great. Yeah, like everybody, it, it makes every a difference, right? It doesn't yes. make you feel as low. It's not yeah. as hard on the ego, even though we can be really hard on ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Especially during the last two, two years here. I mean, obviously people aren't as active as they would like to be and haven't been able to get into the gym, but you also realize that everybody's deconditioned in certain, you know, with, with the physio assessment that we do, it's certain people are deconditioned in certain parts of your body and that's okay. Like it's not, it's, it's most of the time, it's a really quick fix six to eight to 12 weeks. You're going to feel a lot better. Um, so, yeah, I think language really matters, too, in terms of how you talk to people and how you present to people, um, because, you know, the, all those motivational quotes that we see, if those actually worked, we wouldn't have the obesity rates that we have. Like, it's just like, great, rise and grind, whatever, you know, do you, if that's what gets you to the gym, great, but it doesn't really help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And just to jump into on, like, from working with you, Brad, for years, back when you were in Saskatoon. I really can't like overstate enough that like sort of specific programming, right? I remember first thing come in full assessment, looking like, where are you strong? Where are you weak? As mm -hmm. opposed to just these very generic programs. And so now hearing that you also are working this closely with various physios, I mean, I really think if people should be honing in on that, because everyone's different, you know, the blanket program maybe doesn't apply to everyone. Yeah, like a lot of exercises will be the same. Like we're going to deadlift and squat. You're going to, you know, squat, hinge, push, pull. Um, a lot of that stuff is from a strength training standpoint is very generic. And then we would just kind of tweak things depending on what issues you've got. So with you, like your shoulder, we would have to tweak that. And same with, with Jonathan, your neck and shoulders. Like we need to just uh, tweak a few things and not give them as much load. And And at the end of the day, it's really just teaching you how to work out properly and then looking at, not overloading certain joints and certain muscles to the point where they get pissed off again. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things, and you know, we've all been a part of this and um, you know, CrossFitted for a couple of years and really do like the ethos of CrossFit and the community in a big way. But there are some exercises that I have since learned through you that I was not doing correctly. And, you know, through heavier weight was leading to injury. Without yeah. Like, a if, doubt. You, if you don't have the capacity in the joint to handle the load, um, then you can injure yourself. And I think that's where uh, a lot of those models are good. Like they get people moving and they have their benefits and they have their disadvantages. So it's really, it really comes down to, you know, coaching and, and, and what they're teaching there and how they're teaching it. And it's, it's the same with, you know, orange theory, F45, CrossFit, all those group fit style stuff. If you move well, you'll probably get away with it and you'll be fine. And if you've got, you know, some shoulder issues like you did, Jonathan, then yeah, like snatches aren't going to feel good with the bar on it. So it's going to cause some issues in your traps like you had, and it's not going to feel good. So you can't just jam square pegs into round holes. You have to, I think, look at the individual and see what are your deficiencies? What capacity does this joint have? Does this joint have? And then figure out a game plan to work around that while still overloading everything else. Excellent. Well, I think that's a great place to start to wrap up this episode. Uh, Brad, it's always a pleasure. Uh, again, start of the year, you kicked my ass last week. It was four <laughs> days of pain without a doubt. And that just shows to the deconditioning state that I'm in, but that's all right. That's part not, of it. Not pain, discomfort though, right? Like pain. We'll call it in the middle, depending. Yeah. Pain's but not a good thing. 
no, no, it was not. It was not a painful where I had to take some Tylenol. That's for sure. Good. Uh, for those that want to learn more about you, Brad, where do they reach out? Where do they find you online? Uh, Instagram is the is the easiest. Uh, Brad dot I think is my handle uh, or Absolute Performance Center. Uh, don't use Facebook much, so Instagram is is the best way. Excellent, uh, Mike. Any words in closing? No, it's always great connecting with you, Brad. Um, I really learned and appreciate going to the experts. I, I know I said this last episode, my eyes were really opened up at like how much I didn't know about properly exercising. So it's always good. Go, go to the experts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's the same with anything. Yeah. This, it, it's another coach in the repertoire of life and trying to be the best. And we talk about that on this podcast a lot. So really appreciate your insights, your expertise in this area, Brad. Thank you very much. Hey, like, thanks guys for having me. I always love it. Excellent. Uh, as with always, the conversation finishes with the last word to going to you. What message do you want to leave for the veterinary community? Um, I love dogs. Uh, we don't need to talk about that, but like uh, the gym is, we have tons of dogs coming through the gym and it's amazing. But uh, for the community from a strength training standpoint, I would just say find something that you really enjoy doing. Uh, whatever modality it is to move your body and and stick with it, whether that's weight training or hiking or rock climbing, biking, whatever it is, find something that you really enjoy doing and, and you'll have a much better chance to stick with it and feel better. Thank you for listening to the Veterinary Project Podcast. As a recap, on behalf of our hosts, the Veterinary Project Podcast will be releasing new episodes weekly. So be sure to tune in as we bring you more conversations aimed at helping you enjoy a life well lived. If you enjoyed what you heard on the show and you want to stay in the know, please like, love, and or subscribe to the podcast on the listening platform of your choosing, as we're available on all the usual suspects. If you know of others that may benefit from these conversations, we'd love it if you please share the show with them, as this will help us grow our community to reach more and more veterinary professionals. Speaking of which, if you are a veterinary professional and would like to get connected with more like-minded individuals who are joining us on this journey, please send an email to the Veterinary Project Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll invite you to be a part of our private Facebook group general feedback, requests for information, or perhaps requests to be a guest on the show can also be sent to the Veterinary Project Podcast at gmail.com. Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll catch you again next week for another episode of the Veterinary Project Podcast. Bye for now. Bye for now.